What's up, everybody? Welcome back to We Run This. I am Chris Luminati. With me, as always, Nick Domingo. Nick, what's up, man? Not much, dude. How about yourself? Should we first discuss your shirt? You know... Well, first, time out. First, let's describe it for people who aren't watching, for people who are listening. Let's describe your shirt to everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, tie-dye. It's very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a lot of Grateful Dead bears dancing around in it. It's kind of trippy. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, with me being in Seattle and, and weed being legal here, I figured it, it's pretty fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, you kind of gave me shit about it prior to, to <laughs> jumping on that. It's very college. It is very college. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my good friend, Elena, who gave me this shirt 15 years ago, I think, after swimming and not having a shirt. And here I am, still still rocking it. And uh proudly wearing it with the, the neck holes and everything. Did she want it back? She always gives me shit about it when she sees me wearing it and I like post it in an Instagram store and she's like, you've still got it. And I'm like, I do, I do. And I wear it quite frequently. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just repping the dead today, man. You know, it's probably how my, like, I feel actually, I feel dead mm-hmm. this week. So like it, it kind of fitting for my mood. The, the reason I pointed it out and the reason I called it so very college is because uh, I've had a shirt almost exactly like that, and I bought it my first sem- my first like month in college because I wanted to show people that I liked the dead and I like to smoke weed and I kind of listened to the dead. It was a very if you're not into the dead, it's a very poser thing to do. I yeah. was like marginally into them. I think I celebrated their greatest hits and maybe a couple albums or two, but I wasn't totally into it. But oftentimes I would find myself in a conversation with someone who was totally into the dead. Yep. And I was like way out of my realm. <laughs> so I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I should wear this that much. So I kind of like put it away and didn't wear it. You know, it's kind of this weird mix for me. I mean, I listen to the dead every once in a while, but I, I think we should just call a spade a spade. I mean, if anyone at Bro Bible should be wearing this shirt. It's our colleague Brandon Wenard. I mean, this, yeah. this is made for Brandon, dude. Yeah. I not think not have, made. You might have to gift it to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, dude, I'm just recycling it from Elena to me. And then I'll, I'll, next time I go to LA, B, I might have a, a new Grateful Dead shirt for you waiting. It's funny how that's one of those things where like, so you can get away with wearing that shirt. Even if you're not a, like a huge deadhead, you can get away with wearing that shirt. But something as long as, as far as like running, you, you can't get away with like wearing shirts to races that you've never run or like slapping a, a sticker on the back of your car for a marathon or half marathon if you haven't done it. Like you're going to get figured out pretty quick that you haven't run something like that. Agree. You know, if you wear, you know, there's a lot of recycled hats. Like if I would have gotten a, you know, ultra marathon completed shirt or something that Elena had happened to, to toss me and I'm re- wearing that 15 years later. Mm. then yeah, it's pretty, pretty much bullshit. They're like, oh, dude, you did an ultra? I'm like, no, I, I stole it from a friend and I just where wear you, it still, you know? Let, 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 let's, let's talk about that for a second. Where do you stand on the whole sticker on the back of your car marathon thing? I don't know. It's not as bad as like, and I know you have kids, so sorry in advance if you do this, but like, it's, you know, the, I've got a honor student at blank blank middle school. Mm-hmm. Like if that's on the back of your car, like fuck off. No, yeah. I don't want to make anyone mad, but come on. The 26.21, it's like, 
I know that marathons are difficult. I know half marathons are difficult, but unless you're doing an ultra, you're doing, you know, 50, a hundred, hundred plus miles. Like, I don't think anyone should have a sticker on the back of their car. That's just my thought. Yeah. The first thing I think of is that person's doing it for the sticker. Exactly. Like the people that yeah. are, yeah, the people that are really doing it. I don't think like if you wear a shirt and you got something like that, the sticker thing is like, I have to tell a stranger in traffic that I once yeah. ran a marathon. I don't understand. But then again, I've never been, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure I've never had a, any type of bumper sticker or stickers on my car at all, any car at all, ever. I had, I had a UK one in the back of my Jeep in college which faded because of the sun, you know, within like five years and it was just disintegrating. Other than that, I mean, that, I don't even count that as really like a, a, a bumper sticker, you yeah. know, that's like a little, Hey, I'm proud of my school. You know, yeah, you like got little, those free little, when you hey, put it out there. Exactly. You know? like one of the window decals, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah I might've window. had one of those. I might've had one of those. Yeah. But like bumper stickers, nah, you know, not my thing. Not my thing. I might put one on the back of my car now, if I got a car just for the hell of it, you know, just cause we're talking about it and we're seeing, I'd like to see, it's like a social experiment. What would people think? You know, the, the only ones that I like are the like really old ones that have like somehow just stayed the same for the past, like 30, 40 years. Like, I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen, if it's big around you, like the, uh, the South of the border ones that like, I don't even know where it is. It's somewhere along like route nine or something where it's like some, rest stop kind of like restaurant I, someone can correct me on what i've just seen south of the border uh bumper stickers for like 30 years of my life so stuff like that i get well or the ones like on the back of those rusted out like volvos or like old school land cruisers or forerunners that are like you know older than my ass mm. and they've got these bumper stickers on the back and they're like you know a little bit chipped but you know there's like cool stories behind it yeah. as long as it's not i've got an honor student at abc middle school and I ran a 13.1 or 26.2 bumper sticker. I'm cool with it. I'm cool yeah, with it. I agree. Well, that actually yeah. brings us, that brings us into our topic uh, of today, uh, traveling. And we're going to be talking yeah. about running while we travel. Now you travel way more than I do. So yeah. you find yourself in different, I won't say random cities, but you find yourself in different cities more often than I do. Uh, so let's talk about, when you go there, you know you're going to run. What do you usually do? Do you map it out? Do you kind of just go out there the first time? Like, how do you figure it all out? You know, I love that we're talking about this because obviously, you know, a lot of people right now are trying to get out and about. They're not necessarily flying, but they're taking little mini road trips. And, you know, hopefully we've got races coming back in, this, in the fall. So people are still maintaining their training. And so for me, you know, if uh, I just got back from Nashville not too long ago. I've lived in Nashville, you know, or my family has for 17, 18 years. So when I get there, there's a joke with my brother-in-law in my parents' neighborhood. There is a giant hill that you run. I mean, we only go back really during the summer or winter. So you're either dealing with the winter conditions and ice and cold and snow, and it's like, fuck my life. Mm. Or you're dealing with what you're probably dealing with in, in New Jersey right now, which is you know, just heat and humidity. Yeah. So for me, I know that route. I know exactly where like I can go to, turn back around, boom, two and a half miles, five miles, whatever. No to, no to extend it. A lot of times though, 
for instance, when I was in San Diego, you know, last fall, I found myself just going and it's a little liberating to do. I didn't map anything out, but at the same time, uh, you can probably test listeners can probably attest. It's a little terrifying because you're thinking, all right, I'm on this, for me, it was this main drag. I kind of remember that we've driven this way. So I know kind of my surroundings, but I have no fucking idea. Like, is there a good spot to go up to and turn around? Do I really know? Like, I'm not looking at my run keeper while I'm going. So I don't really know my distance. And I might be in one of those really good moods where I'm like, all right, I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling good. Next thing I know, it's like 30 minutes into my run. I'm like, fuck, now I've got to turn back around. I did not plan on doing eight or nine miles today. So that's always my problem is like, I need to actually prep better when I'm running, when I'm traveling, because that situation happening way too often. It's like, I'm going to go for a quick run and I'm back in two hours. And it's like, where the fuck did you go? I'm like, I ended up going for eight miles and walking a little bit because I ended up going all downhill and then running back was all uphill. So uh, I'm really bad at that. I need to, I probably should, should plan better. I usually tend to, when I'm in a place that I don't really know or I'm not familiar with, I tend to, like if I'm going to run a couple times, the first time I'll go out and I'll just try to run and try and find like a decent, you know, if I'll say I'm going to do four miles, I'll run two miles and try and run two miles back and kind of remember the way I came. Um, if I end up doing that and I'm not crazy about what I've done, then I'll go to like an app or some type of map thing and go, okay, where can I go to kind of like run this certain distance and make my way back? So it all depends on the first one. Sometimes I do like just randomly wandering around places that I don't know. One of the things that that's helped me, um, it it doesn't help so much. Well, it does kind of help if I'm staying at someone's house, hotels, it doesn't really help so much. So, um, my phone is hooked up to my car. So my phone always tells me where my car is. Nice. That's gotta be reliable. Right. So (laughs) like if I'm running too far and I'm like, Oh crap, my car's this far away. You know, if I've zigzagged all this thing and I've done like three or four miles, but it's like three or four miles of like zigging and zagging all over the place. I'm like, okay, here's how far my car is. It's three miles back. I should start making my way back. That's nice. been helpful. It's also super helpful with kids. Like when you go on bike rides and you realize yeah. oh, how far are we? So that's been helpful. But usually like if I'm in a different area, I will run through the town, go through, try and check out different streets. I'll like kind of scope out parks and stuff, but parks don't always, parks aren't always like akin to like good running experiences. Like some parks are yeah. just parks and there's not, like, not a trail that goes with them or not like a paved area that goes with them. And you end up like just running in circles for the entire time. Can you remember, um, can you remember one city or place that you went that was like, let's first let's do like one city that ended up being great for running. Yeah. One city that was kind of like, Oh God, this is like the worst running. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst. I think it was a good experience. I think it was probably time of year and just where I was going into, I had lived in Chicago for 10 months Hmm. and this was, also where I ran 15 miles in you know, on the treadmill. I actually think the 15 miles came after this weekend that I'm, I'm going to be talking about. Mm. I lived down in the loop. I went down Michigan Avenue and I just went. I had no idea like or regard for where I was going. And I ended up doing 12 miles. I ran like in South side of Chicago, like probably not where I should be running 
mm-hmm. you know, late afternoon as it's getting dark. And I can't, I've never, I, I thank God, I know that there are people who do not have this luxury. I've never feared for my life, my safety, running anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that day where I'm like, I, I clearly probably shouldn't be running through here. So that was the only time though that I was a little bit like, probably not the best idea. You should probably map out where you're actually going. Like I had just moved to Chicago, so I was anxious to run around and see. And, you know, you always have to kind of be aware. And for me, I think that was the one time where it's like, maybe stay on a trail, not just like weave through like different streets and stuff. Um, For me, as far as like the most memorable and kind of like fun experience running, um, it's a really good question. I mean, I love, I love running in LA. Uh, I love running in in New York city. I think that would be the top of my list when I used to visit there all the time for, for my old job. I'd go every five weeks and in the winter, obviously didn't really go outside much, but when I was there for spring, summer, and fall, despite the heat waves and all that stuff that came during June and July when I was there, fuck man. Like there's just same reason why people live in the city is the same reason why I loved running through it, passing people, seeing the diversity, seeing the noises and the smells and the different architecture and just what makes that city culturally so cool was fucking like I gave myself a self-guided tour for someone who's never lived there. And so um yeah i would say new york despite all like the traffic and the fucking foot traffic and tourists like i kind of take pride in making eye eye contact with someone them looking at me and i'm dripping sweat and being like you're either getting fucking bulldozed over right now by a sweaty mess Mm -hmm. or you're gonna get out of the way Mm -hmm. and i think for me it was like all right this kind of new york assholeness is coming out as i'm running (laughs) what about you What, what are your two like top spots or one of your top spots and one that you like absolutely just hated? Well, I won't say I hated it, but uh, I ran through San Francisco once and the hills alone oh, yeah. murdered you. Um, I think I maybe did three miles. Also, I was not prepared to run. You know, San Francisco gets cold. Yeah. Like, not the cold I was expecting. And I was kind of like dressed because I went, it was. Um, it was September here, and it was warm as hell. And I remember getting on the plane. I had on shorts and a T-shirt, and I got there. And I knew it was going to be cool, but I didn't think it was going to be, like, that cold. Like, it was, like, 40, 50 degrees at night. And, like, even during the day, not until, like, the, you know, 1 or 2 o'clock did it really get warm. Like, it was cold. And I was, like, running. I, I liked it because I, I loved that city, and I loved running through it. The only problem with me when I get into cities like that, and this happened to one another – city that I visited when I went to San Antonio I did this too I start running through the city and like I'm focusing on all the things that I'm seeing that I've never seen before and I'll either like stop or I'll slow down or I'll like oh I want to stop and take a picture of that and it's really not the greatest running experience I think I'm more doing it like I've never been not that I've never been comfortable I never really was that guy to like go in a strange city and just wander yeah at least not for very far, but just because I kind of tend to get bored quicker, but I've run because I'm at least doing something. But then I realized yeah. I'm running and sightseeing and then I'm kind of stopping and then not really doing the, the run part. So I realized like running through cities like that isn't going to be the best exercise experience. It'll be the best, you know, touristy experience. Right. right. Um, yeah. 
So those two were like probably top of my list of like just fun to look around the city. Worst, um, I can't really think of any like bad places I've been as far as like running. There's a couple, sometimes I'll do things around my own like town, not even town, I shouldn't say town, but like in New Jersey, like sometimes I'll get in a car and I'll drive different places that I've never been. Like if I get bored with around here, I'll drive to different places and I'll run around mm-hmm. there. And then I realize that like I've run into a place that looks exactly like my town and it's really no different. I just don't know where I am. So yeah. it really hasn't been like the most fun experience. Like when you just wander into some New Jersey town and you're like, oh, this is, looks exactly like where it, I'm exactly. from. So, I mean, I, I, I really should <laughs> map it out more. Do you, do you tend to like maybe go into apps and check out places that you want to go? Um, no, I, I, I honestly don't. I think I just wing it, man. You know, one of the things that I always tell people when they come visit me, and not, I'm, I'm, I've lived in Seattle now, you know, long enough. I, I pretty much know, you know, Seattle proper, you know, I, I'm either walking, biking, driving, whatever. Like, I've gotten around. And so when I first moved here, though, not knowing – you know, anything besides the touristy stuff. Here's a park that everyone goes to. Here's the fucking market everyone goes to. For me, when people would visit me within six months or a year later, they were like, fuck, dude, like, you know a lot about Seattle. Mm -hmm. And I, whether, you know, if I would get in like a car to go or something and and drive around and I said, honestly, man, like there's probably a quicker way to get to these places. I'm taking you the way I run. Mm -hmm. So I got to know my city and where I lived a lot by doing what you talked about. Like, it's not about the run per se. I'm really taking in the sights and, and the sounds and really just like saying, okay, like I've never seen this part of the city before. I'm, I'm way south or I'm way north or, you know, wow, there's like a, a little section up here that I extend my run to and it's kind of intimate and I could, I could bring my buddies here to drink beers or, or you know, my girlfriend too to do like a picnic or some shit. So I think for me, I really just like wing it because I like that experience. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, what about you? Because you've talked about, you know, the moving issue yeah. and how you were like one of the things in previous episodes you said was like having to get to know a new path and a new route and adjust to that. So, you know, would you map something out or would you just wing it yourself and kind of do what I, I just mentioned? You know, I am, uh, I probably will be moving within like the next four or five months. And it's one of the things that does kind of like creep into my head every once in a while. So where I live right now, I'm in front of like a huge space of land where I could go running anywhere I want. It connects to all different towns where I'm looking like I'm wondering if I should look house first, running second. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of places that don't put as much like they'll have you know, parks and recreational areas, but not the way, like we, I have like 23 miles of just path that I could run. And then in between that is like trails. So like I could get lost out there for like hours and end up in different towns. So I, I am going to kind of take it into consideration. I have scoped out a couple parks in the area, but like a lot of the parks that I've seen have been like, it's got like a one mile loop or like a two mile like trail. And I'm like, how many times could I do yeah. that? And maybe, so am I going to be relying more on, on running, you know, running through towns, running through streets? Am I going to have to get used to that? And that kind of running is okay to me. 
but like I do sometimes want to like get out into a wide open space where there's nothing but miles and miles of like you know green that I could just stare. yeah especially because of where I live like um it's a pretty heavily populated area where I live now almost as densely populated where I'm going but mm-hmm. there it's a lot more major highways with like strip mall strip mall strip mall like stacked up on one another so there's a lot less of like the open land running like I'd have to go farther to find that so it does kind of like make me nervous I don't know so I guess if I go up there and start looking for places I should like ask the realtor where I should move and then ask the realtor yeah. like all right now can you give me like five or six parks around here that I can right like I would seriously that would seriously hamper like my moving plans if I couldn't find any decent places to yeah go. dude I mean, it, it makes a big difference, you know, as someone who just moved recently, I used to live in the Capitol Hill neighborhood and it's not surprisingly hilly as fuck. And so you're always kind of on an incline, no matter where you go. I mean, you can run around one little area and it's like a two and a half mile run. You're still going with, you know, a lot of hills and going a little bit of downhill, but most of it are, are inclines. And uh, where we live now, my girlfriend and I lived up to or moved up to Fremont, and there's a running path called the Burt Gilman that everyone you know bikes on because it's seemingly the only place in Seattle that is actually flat. You know, there are a little bit of of inclines and declines and whatnot, but for the most part, you're on it, and you're just like, dude, this is comfortable. It's easy. You know, it's the path that I told you I try to avoid certain times a day because there's a lot of people on it so it can be populated so i try and find ways around it mm-hmm. but depending on time of day i mean you can get out there and you're just like i can do this wrap around on one of these streets and do five miles and be like i feel good it's it's not it's not what capitol hill was where i was like forward running it or you know it, it was it was really challenging to run those so for you when you're looking to move it's the same thing like make sure you find something that isn't just a mile loop around that you're not going to be like, well, fuck, this is the only option like running around this five times to get my five miles in today. So I'm with you, man. I think it's important to, to be like, all right, is this accessible for me to do the one hobby that I have to myself? And if it's not, it'd be tough, man. It'd be real tough to make the decision to move there. I mean, the good thing now is like everything is searchable and I could look up yeah, like yeah. areas to run or like find running clubs or like find different areas to go run to. But I'm not above like getting in my car and driving to run. Like people make fun of me that uh, doing that all the time. And, I, yeah. and I, I say to them, like when you run so much, you just get sick of, sometimes you just get the sick of- same fucking thing. Yeah. 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 So you just kind of like want to see something different. Like I, I want to kind of, get lost you know and, and kind of see something new have you ever have you ever seriously got lost like i know you said you kind of like but have you ever really been like i have no idea where i am you know that that i can remember um because i've kind of stayed on the like what you described is like the strip malls and how right. you kind of go like weave in and out right you know, I try not to do that with in New York, maybe a little bit, but again, I was like on long, long drag. So it was kind of like just a culture shock, but never that I can remember that I'm like, fuck, I don't remember how I'm going to get back. I don't remember like, you know, where I was staying or anything like that. Have you? Cause that, that'd be a little bit weird. I don't know what I would do. I guess I would just keep running, but I'd like, be like, I'm just going to turn around and hopefully figure it out. You know, I've never genuinely got lost, but here's one thing I have noticed, like, 
especially so I've lived in this same town, not counting. So I, I lived here, I left and moved back. But the latest stretch, I've lived in the same town for like 12 years now, 13 years now. I know my way around it like the back of my hand. I yeah. like, I could maybe tell you the name of five streets. Every other, like I right. don't know that I know the name of some streets and I know some sound familiar, but like someone would be like, Oh, you need cut a right on this. And I'm like, wait, which one is that again? Like someone mentioned a street the other day and it's literally like the right turn that I make to, to go down every other street to get in my area. And I'm like, what? Oh, right. That's, that's what it's called. Cause I don't pay attention. And I don't know if running has done that to me because yeah. I feel like when you're in a car, you're kind of like paying, you're looking at the street signs. You're like, Oh, that's that road. That's that road. But when I run, I'm just kind of like, Oh, I dip into here. I make this left here. I make this right here. So I feel like I've never been lost, but there's been a lot of areas where someone was, if someone said to me, name all the roads you took to get here. I'd be like, I, I don't know. I made a yeah. left by that person that's got the cow in their neighborhood. And I got, I made a right by the that dumb street sign. And I just kind of like, I know, or the ugly blue house. Like I, I know in that way. So I've never really been lost. I've, there's been times things got a little iffy out on the trails where yeah. like the sun was going down. Like normally if you stick to the trail, you're okay. But there's been times when I've gone like, so it's like a, a gravel, not a gravel, but that, that small pebble trail. Yep. There's been trails through woods that are like obviously foot made, but like a lot of people have gone down. There's been times when I've gone down there and I've been like, uh, all right, I'm kind of like, yeah, where's this going? Where's it going to bounce me out? Yeah. Like I don't, cause sometimes, you know, if, if you're feeling good and you're going down this one path, you're like, all right, I don't care how long it is. I'm just going to run it. And I'll eventually, but you get so far and you're like, Oh God, like this doesn't loop around. This just took me somewhere else where I don't know where I am. And I'm in the middle. And there's no other way back besides the way you just came. And you're like, and I swear I heard things in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want, like, I don't want to have to run back with my music real loud and, like, clapping. So I'm exactly, like, right? It's like, my, what's this guy doing? For my well, animals. Also, have too, you heard? One thing, that never, one thing I never worry about getting lost, too, I mean, we're, we're holding a phone. Exactly. So I'm never really, like, scared that I'm lost. But there's been some times when I'm like, oh, God, I went too far. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, I think maybe 15 years ago, if I really sat down and thought, you know, when you ask me, have I been lost? I might be able to remember like a time where you just said like maybe a little freak out mode because I didn't have a phone, you know, it was like an iPod shuffle or some shit where you're like, I got to remember this. But like now you can type in where you're staying and be like, oh, it's two and a half miles or, oh, it's five and a half miles. I'll call a fucking Uber. And if I have to end my run, I'll end my run and get back. Okay. So in a weird way, tech has really helped the running game. Um, have you heard of this? I think it's a woman who's done it. My buddy told me about it years ago. So I'm, I'm going to apologize for butchering her name and all that stuff, but she's essentially this, it's like the urban runner. I want to say is her name. And she essentially gets on public transportation. Like we'll get on a, you know, train in New York or Seattle, wherever. And basically it's like go stops and get off on that stop and start her run from there and run back like around through the neighborhood or through, through the city. So she's essentially being like, I'm going to somewhere I've never been before. I get to see something totally different and I'm starting my run there. I'm not running there, being tired, being like, I'm not really looking around. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really cool idea. 
to try and do. And, and when my buddy brought it up to me, I was like, that would be pretty interesting to be like, look, just take me here or I'm going to jump on this stop that I don't know where it goes. I've never been to this stop. I'll find my way back by running. Would that be something you'd want to do? I mean, you kind of do it with your car, but it sounds pretty cool to do, right? Yeah, I've never, I've never done that. But one thing I have considered doing, so there is a, uh, there's a path that leads down the Delaware from where I live. And it goes through like, I don't even know how many towns, but it goes for, I think it goes over 30 miles. Yeah. I've, I've contemplated, so I usually start from the same point and I run and I make it so far and then I run back. I have done it where I've driven to different points, started from there, run. I've contemplated taking an Uber <clears throat> to a point and yeah. then running completely back, but along the canal. So it kind of is hard to get lost. It's one kind of straight shot. Um, I've considered doing that, but I've never considered kind of like taking a car to dumping me because we don't really have, I mean, we have buses around here. We don't have, uh, yeah. although no, I mean, I could take, I could take a New Jersey transit train to like somewhere along the stop. But the problem with where I live is you're, you're eventually going to run into major highways and I'd yeah. be running through a major highway to get back. So I would do the canal thing where I have an Uber drop me off and, and drive all the way back. Or Yeah. I, I, I think it'd be fun to do, you know, I'm not really the type of person to, you know, take, get in a car and, and go down if it's a race, you know, and that's the easiest way to do it. So you don't have to park and all that shit. I'll do it. I know you're, you know, you sounds like you pretty frequently. I don't have a car, so it doesn't matter. I, sh you know, there's a route in Nashville that I go to that I kind of drive to, I guess. So I've done it every once in a while where it's like, this is my, you know, bread and butter route there. But, um, you know, to wrap this up one, one thing for you, when you're running mm. and you're in a new spot, we talked about what's enjoyable, what's not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I want to know what is what makes a run for you the least enjoyable when you're going? Because I have mine. You said kind of hinted at it with like the the major highways, but like what what makes it? What's the difference between a like sightseeing good and bad highway or uh, run? Um, I I try. I don't really like running in cities all the time because of like the people and the stop and go and the getting in the middle of it. Um, I like a good mix of like houses, uh, businesses, stretch of parks, kind of like, I like different things, like taking me through different areas. Um, I like diversity. I would say the yeah. best, way. like to look at different stuff. Sometimes I don't like running through like the woods and stuff because it just is all woods. I, I mean, I'm super ADD. I need to look at different things all yeah. the time. So I kind of like, I like seeing different stuff, but I would say the most annoying thing is when I have to stop a lot. Yeah. Like, stopping, stopping makes something, you know, makes a run good or bad, Yeah. but I guess I've gotten used to it running here in the city. For me, you mentioned it earlier. It's strip malls. I, really? well, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. It's it's the scenery is fucking miserable. Then you that, like New Jersey. You hate <laughs> New Jersey. We're like we have right never New Jersey. Yeah, yeah I just New Jersey. Yeah, like yeah, you would hate New Jersey. There were there were times in in uh, San Diego where my buddies, I, I was like, dude, I'm in fucking San Diego. This is gonna be great to run. And I come out of their house, I take a laugh, and I'm like. 
this is great. And I run what's probably a half a mile. And then it dead ends into this busy ass street. I look left, I look right. I'm like, all strip malls. And it's a busy street. It's, you know, this kind of forced culture of like new development. There's nothing around. There's not a lot of people. And I'm like, this, and you, you're trying to listen to music and it's like noisy. So like that whole commercial strip mall kind of thing. I'm like, fuck that. I'd rather run either completely secluded in like the back country mm. um, or through a city where I'm like, I can look at people and, and despite stop and go, it's a little bit of a nicer uh, run to look at than, than, you know, strip malls. So maybe you should map out where you go to avoid yeah. high commerce areas. Like you, you might not have to like, I don't think you have to go into like run keeper and map it out kind of, but I feel like maybe you should pull up the maps app you know, drop yeah. in where you are and then like make it to see all the business around there. And if you're like surrounded by like Chick-fil-A's and stuff like that, yeah. probably maybe try and find an area where you want to get away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not, it, no do offense. Like, do you not like strip malls? Like, do you, do you shop at strip malls? I, I don't because, you know, I don't have a car. So a lot of my shopping in, in Seattle, I'm just like walking to or ordering shit online. When I go back to Nashville, I mean, I joked with my girlfriend when we were, when we were there a couple of weeks ago, like my parents, 10 minutes from where they live is like what I joke as like the suburban capital of the, the world in, in Cool Springs. It's like, if you want anything, Cool Springs in, in Nashville, just outside Nashville, they got your ass covered. And so, you know, I know people who bike around and, and run that. I'm like, man, there are a bunch of trails, like you go half a mile into into one other town if you're driving and you're going to be super secluded and for me i'm like that's where i get my peace like it's almost you're the how you describe your add it's like my anxiety is like sensory overload almost or i'm like i can't enjoy this what is this what is this fuck this i can't hear music like i just i'm in my own head and so for me i just can't just can't do it I'm going to share something because you might, you'll probably hate it. But um, so the mall near me, it's an indoor mall, but I don't know. I don't think they do this anymore, but I know they used to do it because I used to work at the mall. People, older, older adults <laughs> go in the mall. So the mall opened at 10, but the doors, so the, 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 the mall stores opened at 10. The, yeah. the mall itself opened at nine for older people to go inside and do laps inside the mall. And no one would ever run. I don't know if I've ever saw, I mean, I saw like light jogs. I mean, I would get yeah. older adults, but people would for an hour walk the inside of the mall just over and over again. How many times do you think you could do a loop of that? I would say if I, all right, so the size of the mall, if I had to guess, I would say maybe, I would say maybe three times the distance of the mall is probably a mile. Okay. So that I, I, I would, that, that's maybe that I would, I'd be like, nope, can't do it. I just, you couldn't inside I, a mall. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I maybe four, maybe four or five. Uh, now that I think about it, maybe, maybe four or five laps. You around. think so four laps around would equal a mile. I mean, like I could walk one end of the mall to the other in, you know, it wasn't that, I mean, it was, a average size mall. I would I could walk one end of the mall to the other in I don't know, a minute and a half. Yeah. Maybe. 
So if you take that and then double it, so say two minutes walk, I mean, yeah, it's probably got a long, I'm so bad at like the judgment of that. I like, know. I don't right? really, I run every day. I could not tell you really how far a mile is. Because no, I, I'm, so, I'm so bad at judging that. Like I'll be running back. I'll be like, oh, my pal, I'm, my house is probably like a quarter of a mile from here. And it's like a mile and a half. <laughs> You like, down, you're like, oh, it's actually, yeah, a mile and a half. I am so bad at that. That's another reason why I got to check out places when I travel. So I'm not running like a million miles away, but I'm so bad at like the distance thing. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. I, I think the mall thing would be too similar to being on a track. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just it's like, all right, four times around. And I'm like, I feel like I've done, you know, whether I'm running, jogging, lightly walking, I'd be like, this is just the same old shit, man. I just, I would be so bored with it, you know? So I could probably last one mile and be like, I'm going to run home now. I'm going to go outside and just dart that way towards my house. I wonder if there's like a mall marathon record. Probably. There probably is. Yeah, there probably is. There's got to be, right? I ran a marathon inside a mall for like two Backwards, beer in hand with his, you know, pushing his four kids or whatever, you know? Yeah. So anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this up? No, man. You know, to everyone listening, you know, thank you. And hopefully you guys stay cool and and hydrated as uh, all this shit is uh, heating up. up. Yeah, I know. There's something I want to talk about. No, there's something I want you to talk about really quick. Oh, yeah. Article that you wrote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because of the inspiration from you. Thank you. From last week's episode. You know, I uh, talked about how my setting behind me is more open because my girlfriend's not here. So uh, my girlfriend kind of got booted from the United States, not kind of, but did. So she is uh, self-isolating. Yeah. She's uh, self-isolating and quarantining um, up, up in Canada right now. And she's got another couple days of doing that. So if you guys want to read the story, it's uh tumbrobible.com. It, um, it's, not even everything that she's had to go through in the past eight months. So hopefully things kind of get better for her. But also to the people who have reached out, whether it was sliding into my DMs on Instagram or literally, I mean, my email, direct emails in the, the article because I'm trying to hustle so hard for her to get any job leads. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for sending me emails and information. Um, I may not have gotten back to all you guys yet, but I will. It's super amazing to see sometimes the power of the internet. So uh, check it out. It's, it's about my, my girlfriend being deported. It's one of the first couple articles on Bro Bible that you'll see on my author page. So um, yeah, hopefully you check it out and feel a little sympathy, empathy, and, and can help if you can. Yeah, we'll link to it in the uh, article that we publish on the website for this um, podcast. But uh, yeah, that wraps it up for this, uh, for this week. Next week, we haven't decided what we're going to talk about yet, but I think we're going to start having some guests soon. If anyone yeah. would like us to talk to a guest, you know, hit us up um, in our emails or DMs or somewhere. Say, you should talk to so-and-so, and we will, uh, we will schedule to have them on. Um, Twitter, it's Endomingo. I'm uh, at Chris Luminati, right? It's Endomingo. Yeah. I, I'm going to fuck it, every week. Every week. I knew you were going to. I was laughing knowing you are. Twitter is it's Nick Domingo. It's it's Nick Domingo. And right. Instagram is just Endomingo. So you can tell. Like, you got to combine them. How about from now on when we close the show, you close the show? All right. Yeah. We'll do that from now on. That, that, yeah. that'll work. You want to practice closing the show? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode, guys, of, of We Run This. I'm Nick Domingo, Chris Illuminati. 
My Twitter is it's Nick Domingo. Instagram is ndomingo. His Instagram is message with a bottle and his Twitter account is Chris Illuminati. So uh, I I, I got it, right? God damn you. You're closing the show from now on. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, As we always say, you can find us on on robible.com. Find us on Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Some good stuff coming uh, as we move along. So thank you for listening and we'll, we'll catch you all soon. Thanks, everybody.